Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I'm thrilled that you found me, but more importantly, I am thrilled that you found Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And as we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn a heart of stone into one of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope that you will consider joining me and others each week as we at adventure, and explore life together. Periodically, friends will delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, today we're going to be looking at Psalm 91 and Ephesians 6 and a few other verses in between. But right off the bat, friends, Psalm 91 was penned by an anonymous author, and yet we're given God's promises of protection in the midst of danger. While God doesn't promise you or me a world free from danger, He does promise His help whenever we face danger. And it's our Almighty God who is our shelter. He is our refuge when we're afraid. And in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18, it says, So God has given us both his promise and his oath. And these two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, We who have fled to him for refuge can take new courage for we can hold on to his promises with confidence. And you know, friends, it's so easy to get discouraged. That's one of the tactics of the enemy, but faith is how the Christian wins. It's not our good deeds or even our conduct. God has not forgotten about you, and he's not forgotten about me. He is a just God. He sees when we work diligently for his kingdom. In our present circumstances, we may not be seeing any awards or any acclaim for our efforts, but God knows our love and our heart for him. So what exactly does Psalm 91 have to say? It starts off by saying, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare of the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I'm trusting him, for he will rescue you me from every trap and protect us from the fatal plague. He will shield us with his wings. He will shelter us with his feathers. His faithful promises are our armor and our protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor fear the dangers of the day, nor dread the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at our side, though 10,000 are dying around us, these evils will not touch us. But you will see it with our eyes. You will see how the wicked are punished. And if you make the Lord your refuge, if we make the Most High our shelter, no evil will conquer us. No plague will come near our dwelling. For he orders his angels to protect us wherever we go. They will hold us with their hands. 
to keep us from striking our feet on a stone. You will trample down lions and poisonous snakes. We will crush fierce lions and serpents under our feet. The Lord says he will rescue those who love him. He protects those who trust in his name. And when they call on him, he answers. He will be with us in trouble. He will rescue us and honor us. He will satisfy us with a long life and give us salvation. Amen. And friends, when we make a decision to focus on God's love for us and his intimate knowledge of our service for him, this will bolster our faith as we face discouragement, maybe disappointments, and even rejection here upon the earth. God wants us to keep on loving others even when we're suffering. Our present focus must become future-oriented. We need to hope on in faith, for our future reward is in heaven. And Abraham was promised a son, but the promise was not immediately fulfilled. He had to wait for 25 years for Isaac to be born after the time of the promise. And when our times of trials and suffering are long and intense, it may feel like they're lasting an eternity. Yet all things happen in God's perfect timing. And as mature Christians, when we persevere through the darkness, we always come into the light free from the dross and refined with a sparkle. We're unable to change God's timing, so we need not put any effort there. Instead, we should just accept what is and just continue to work for the kingdom of God. When our needs seem too great to go on any longer, it's God who steps in, giving us the strength and the courage to go on. Hope in the Lord will keep us from becoming lazy and bored in life. God offers his people promises that are unchanging. They are to be trusted. And scripture says it's impossible for God to lie. When God gave Abraham the promise of the son, he took an oath upon his very name. This made the oath as good as God's name. And we know that God's name is equally as good as God's divine nature. And there are two absolutes or unchangeable things, and those are God's promises and his oaths. God is absolute truth. Jesus is truth. And the person of the Holy Spirit is truth. Because of this, we need not fear that God may change his mind. He won't. We need not fear that he might fail. He won't. Our hope in God is secure and immovable. When a believer truly comes to God with diligence in seeking him, he promises acceptance. He won't turn his back. And in Psalm 91, we're told that God will carry us through all dangers and fears in life. We may not be taken out of the danger, but we have an unstoppable teammate who moves through it with us. He's our father our Abba. We can rest under the Almighty's wings. Here the writer isn't merely saying we will come under God's protection only to catch our breath. No, he says we'll find rest, and this means we'll be refreshed and renewed. New strength, new vitality will sink into our very core. Our dry bones will even experience health being restored into them. 
And in the book of Ezekiel, we learn the story of two eagles. The prophet Ezekiel was warning King Zedekiah of Jerusalem to remain planted in the good soil where the Lord had placed him. His kingdom was flourishing. The first eagle represented King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, but as with human nature, he desired more, and a second eagle was representative of the nation of Egypt. This second eagle would attempt to get King Zedekiah to align with them against Babylon. So miles away, there's another prophet at the same time prophesying. It was Jeremiah. He was a prophet in Judah. He was also warning the king not to form this alliance with Egypt. The prophets had the same message because they both spoke for God. And God still uses his chosen people to speak for him today. By placing our hope in foreign alliances, it will not give us success. Only God is our tried and true hope. And God said he would plant a tender shoot, which was the Messiah whose kingdom would grow and flourish. It would be a shelter for all who continue to seek him. And this prophecy was fulfilled in the New Testament with Jesus And so when we turn to Jesus, he is our shelter or our refuge. Scripture teaches he's a very present help in trouble. And God promises his children or his believers help. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah chapter 41, verses 11 through 13, he promises this. He says, see, all your angry enemies lie there, confused and ashamed. Anyone who opposes you will die. You will look for them in rain, in vain. They will all be gone. I'm holding you by your right hand. I, the Lord, your God, and I say to you, do not be afraid. I am here to help you. We are all God's chosen people. We have a responsibility to represent him to the world through our love for others. And God promises we never need to worry or fear. He says he is with us. He has established a relationship with us. He is our God. And God gives us his assurance of his strength to help us and We have victory over sin and death. God rescues us from every trap set by our enemies. He sees the beginning from the end. And Psalm 91 says God's faithful promises are our armor and our protection. So what does that mean? Well, if you're wondering what armor consists of, it's found in Ephesians chapter 6. We've explored this armor in detail in the Spiritual Warfare podcast, but here's a quick review for us. The belt represents the truth. Satan fights believers with lies. He bends the truth. And only believers know and are secure in God's truth. Truth is synonymous with Jesus. He defeated Satan at the cross. And the breastplate of righteousness, let's face it, Satan attacks our hearts. This is the seat of our emotions. This is why our feelings can be all over the map. 
Feelings cannot be trusted. The enemy strategically manipulates many people in this area. And in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, God says, The human heart is most deceitful and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I know, I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Here God is making it perfectly clear why we sin. We're born into sin honorably, but we don't have to choose to stay there. Our busy lives make it easy for us to forsake God and forget about God. And yet God promises us in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5, stay away from the love of money. Be satisfied with what you have, for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. And we can make the choice whether we will continue on in sin or yield to temptations, or we can pray asking for God's help to be overcomers. By being content with what God has provided for us, we're showing we trust in God. When we desire more and become materialistic, we're saying through our actions that we don't trust God enough to supply our needs. But the antidote to Satan's attacks upon our hearts is Jesus. And the third piece of armor are our shoes. That's right, shoes. They're the shoes of peace. And we use this weapon to help in spreading the good news of the gospel to others. And the enemy wants to downplay Jesus in our life. He makes us feel or see again, he attacks our heart and emotions that telling others the good news is a worthless and hopeless proposition. He positions the size of the task as too great. As believers, we must recognize that every relationship stands on its own. We never know what fruit will come from a seed that we've planted because it's God who will nourish the seed and harvest it in due time. So the enemy attempts to make us fear the rejection of man as a reason not to be a branch that speaks for the vine, who of course is Jesus. But here again, Jesus offers us this promise in John chapter 15, verse 5. He says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We may attempt to be good people in the world, but if we're not connected to Jesus, our efforts are unfruitful. He is our nourishment for life. And the shoes represent God's peace in our life to continue on proclaiming the good news. This is news everyone needs to hear. Now, the next piece of armor is the helmet of salvation. This protects our mind, and this is another key area besides our heart that the enemy constantly attacks. He wants for us to doubt God. This is the same tactic employed in the Garden of Eden. His tactics have not changed. He places doubt in our minds about God, about Jesus, and even about our salvation. But the helmet protects our mind from these wrong doubts. And the shield quenches the fiery arrows launched at us from the accuser. These arrows are insults, setbacks, 
temptations. One by one, we can handle whatever is flung our way. By seeing God's perspective, we see beyond our feelings and beyond our circumstances. We know that because Jesus defeated Satan at the cross, victory is already ours. This is putting our faith into action. And finally, the last piece of armor is the sword of the Spirit. Up until now, all the pieces of armor have been defensive weapons, but the sword of the Spirit is the only offensive weapon in our armatarium. At times, we need to be proactive, proclaiming the word of God out loud against the enemy. Each scripture verse is called Rama. When we utilize this offensive measure, measure, we are neutralizing the enemy. Darkness cannot coexist with the light. By using God's armor, we're trading our fear for his faith. Our shields that quench the fiery arrows enlarge the more we use them. This is a supernatural phenomenon. The Holy Spirit is the one who increases our faith. This is how we trust. We trade fear for faith. Or another way to say it is faith over fear. It matters not how big or small the fears seem. We do this by resting and living with Jesus. We entrust that his promises are true. If he said it, we believe it, and that settles it. We pledge our daily devotion to him, our creator. His angels watch over us and stand guard at the door of our hearts. Guardian angels give us instruction when needed. 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 5 says an angel touched Elijah and told him to get up and eat. Daniel chapter 6 verse 22, an angel shut the lion's mouth. Matthew chapter 18 verse 10, Jesus warned about looking down at others. In heaven, the angels are always in the presence of the heavenly father. Luke chapter 16, verse 22, the angel took the beggar to be with Abraham. The beggar was not hard-hearted like the rich man had become. Acts chapter 12, verse 7, God sent a guardian angel to rescue Peter from prison. Now, these examples all have a common theme, and that is that God deploys his guardian angels or his angelic force. They're his messengers on earth. They're divinely created beings with supernatural power, and they sometimes take on human appearances in order to talk with people. So angels should not be worshiped because they're not divine beings. They are servants of God, just like you and like me. So believe it or not, Satan knows scripture better than we do. He quoted Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12 to Jesus in the wilderness temptation. But the, at the end of the day, we can remain comforted knowing God has watched over all of his believers, even when we're in a place of fear or distress. And you know, today, friends, I'm reminded that fear is the shadow of death that we walk through, but never alone. Jesus has a hold of our hand and he leads and he guides us. It's only a matter of time before we arise back on top of the mountain. As this Psalm promises, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. So if you friends are wanting an intimate relationship or personal relationship with God's son, Jesus, and you desire to spend eternity in heaven, not elsewhere, I invite you to pray this prayer of salvation now. 
just simply say, God, I've missed the mark along the way, but I am turning away from my sins. Come into my heart. I believe in your son's shed blood for all who acknowledge he took on the sins of humanity, past, present, and future at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were spiritually born again. Your next steps are to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And possibly consider joining a good Bible-based church where your faith in Jesus can continue to grow and be edified by like-minded people. So allow me to be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision of your lifetime. Congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's kid talk show airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. So tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you might have grown up with. And we'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, love in action, biblical wisdom, and what the Lord excuse me, and what the Word of God says about trust and many more topics. I hope that you'll come alongside me as we explore the Bible together. And if you like this podcast, make sure to hit like and subscribe to ensure that you get the latest episodes as they become available. And why don't you be a blessing to someone else today by sharing this podcast link with them? And friends, Until next time, be blessed and remember that you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, God bless.